Hello, friends, and welcome to Everyday Truth with Kurt Skelly. We're here to show that the Bible is relevant to your life every single day, and we're glad you joined us here for the conversation. We're in the short book of 2 John and being challenged to watch our step. Now let's hear from Kurt for today's episode. Well, welcome back, my friends, to today's episode of Everyday Truth. I am back in my living room set here for those of you that happen to be watching on the video version. And I do have a coffee mug with me today, given to me my, by my good friends Art and Susan Foltz. It's a nice Yeti coffee mug, and it's got the name Pastor Skelly there written in Hebrew. Look at that. At least that's what they tell me it's written in. Uh, thanks for joining us. We're in the book of 2 John, as you know, and we are in verse number 7. And we've been talking a lot about the importance of loving God and keeping God's commandments and how both of those ideals go together. You can't effectively love the Lord without doing what He tells us to do. And you can't effectively do what God has told you to do without loving other people. So all of it goes together. Look, look at verse number 7 of our text, only 13 short verses in this book of the Bible. Verse 7 is a little bit of a transition verse because the Bible says this, for, for many deceivers are entered into the world. So think about it. The context here has been applicational. Serving God by keeping His commandments and by loving other people. Then the Bible says, but there are deceivers that have gone into the, into the world. So always understand that a deceiver, one who does not, um, does not share the truth, does not preach the truth, obviously the, the devil himself is the father of lies. A deceiver is one that is going effectively to get believers not to obey God, not to believe God, certainly not to love other people. And the Bible says there are many deceivers that are gone out into the world. So deception is something against which every believer needs to guard himself. Uh, all of us need to guard ourselves against the encroaching deception of the devil. And remember how deception works. Deception is not a matter of denial. We like to think of truth in terms of this is truth and then this is truth's opposite. So truth says, believe on Jesus Christ, and its opposite says, don't believe on Jesus Christ. But the devil's way more subtle than that. So truth says, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ. Deception says, yes, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, but don't believe that he was all human. Believe that he's God, but he didn't really become a human being. You see how that works? Deception takes a part of the doctrine. Deception takes a nuance of it and changes it so that in that change, there is a radical departure from what the truth actually is. Okay, for instance, if I were to take a, a little a drop of poison and put it into an otherwise healthy cup of liquid of milk or water or something else, all of it would be affected. That's the way deception works. The Bible says here in verse 7, there are many deceivers entered into the world who confess, here's the deception, who confess not that Jesus Christ is come in the flesh. This is a deceiver and an antichrist. 
So if you'll remember from our study of the book of 1 John, one of the chief deceptions uh, during these latter years in which John ministered was the deception that Jesus Christ was not all man. Now, I know that sounds kind of odd because the, the chief deception about Christ today is that Jesus is not God. So the Jehovah's Witnesses, for instance, would say, oh, Jesus was a man, he was a good man, and he is a son of God, and he certainly is a God, but he is not the God, certainly not God the Son. There is no deity in Jesus. Uh, the, the Mormons would have a, an alternate view of Jesus, the brother of Lucifer. And, and so would they say good things about Jesus? Sure. Even the, in the world of Islam, uh, Jesus is considered a good prophet, even called the Son of God, but certainly not the, uh, the, the only hope for mankind. God the Son, who died upon the cross for our sins, our only hope. See, the point, the point here is to say good things about Jesus and even accurate things about Jesus does not make up for the inaccurate things that take away from who he really is. So in the first century, Oh, the, the chief deception at the end of the first century was this deception that took away from Jesus as an actual human being. So you say, well, what's the big deal? As long as, as long as we believe that Jesus is God, what's the big deal that you say, well, he wasn't actually a human being? It's everything. Because in order for Jesus to be a mediator between God and man, he had to be both. A mediator cannot mediate between God and man if he's not God and if he's not man. That's why we call, uh, that we use that fancy term, the hypostatic union. It's, a, it's a, a doctrine that each one of us New Testament believers must hold dear. That is the fact that Jesus Christ is all God and he's all man. Uh, he did not cease to become God when he became man and he did not cease to become man when he ascended back to his father. We will see and touch and feel the human Jesus. We will see the nail scars, but we will see him in his glorified body. So he's all God and all man. The people of John's day were denying the humanity of Jesus. And by doing so, they were denying really the efficacy of salvation. Because as I said, in order for Jesus to be our savior, to truly be a mediator, he had to be all of both. So to deny the humanity of Jesus is to deny a couple essential doctrines. For instance, to deny the humanity of Jesus is to deny the virgin birth. He was not born of a virgin. He wasn't actually a human being. He wasn't actually a baby in Bethlehem. Oh, he had the appearance of being human. He had the appearance of being in the material world. But all matter is evil, so Jesus could not have been composed of matter. He was not. See how that works? That's deception. Oh, it might sound good at his face. It might seem to be just a, a small nuanced difference, but it has implications that are far-reaching, doesn't it? Think about another doctrine that's affected by a denial of Jesus' humanity. Not only the virgin birth, but what about this? The bodily resurrection. 
You're denying the bodily resurrection. Well, to deny the bodily resurrection of Jesus Christ is to deny your own future resurrection. Because the Bible says that the, the bodily resurrection of Jesus Christ served as the first fruits of all of, the, uh, of us that die having known Christ. Our hope for a resurrected body, our hope for a glorified body is in the hope of Jesus and the fact that He rose from the grave. So there are massive implications for this kind of deception. And John said, look out. Beware of this. Look, look at verse number uh, eight. And specifically, the language is really the language uh, for the, the theme of this book that we've chosen. Look at verse eight. Look to yourselves. Okay, I think our theme is watch your step. Look to yourselves, John says, that we... Isn't that interesting? John even includes himself in that pronoun. Look to yourselves that we lose not those things which we have wrought, but that we receive a full reward. Interestingly, what John is warning here is that even among believers, we can swallow false doctrine. Now, what does that mean? Does that mean that you and I can lose our salvation? Does that mean that, you know, if we get messed up in our theology, that somehow salvation wasn't real? No, no that's not teaching that. And an and emphatic truth in the Bible is that once you're saved, you are always saved. You can't be unsaved. But the point here is that when believers get messed up with their doctrine, when believers allow themselves to fall into these deceptive traps, they lose the full measure of their reward. So one day we're going to stand before Jesus and we're going to answer for what we've done with, the, with what he has done with us. You know, we've been saved for a purpose, to live for him, to grow in him, to learn of him. That's why uh, Peter said, but grow in grace and in the knowledge of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. You know, we have an, uh, an obligation uh, it's an opportunity, but it's also an obligation as believers to learn of Christ, to, uh, to know Him better, to, to develop a full and experiential knowledge of Jesus, to grow up unto Him in all things, Paul told the Ephesian believers. Uh, not to be children that are tossed to and fro with, with every wind of doctrine, like tossed to and fro like rogue waves. Uh, not, not fooled by some common street charlatan, but speaking the truth in love, we may grow up unto him unto, in all things, which is the head, even Christ. In other words, there ought to be a spiritual maturity that uh, characterizes believers who are in the Word of God, who are learning more about Jesus. And please understand that as you study the Bible, you're studying the story of Jesus. The, the grand narrative of, of the Bible is the narrative of Jesus Christ. So as we're learning of Him, as we're learning of His essential character, as we see G God revealed in the person of Jesus, that's John 1 and verse 1. That's Hebrews 1 and verse 1. Jesus, the express image of God, uh, the logos, uh, the way by which God has communicated to us, if we deny who Jesus is, if we deny that Jesus has come in the flesh, the Bible says that is the spirit of Antichrist. And remember, we learned in the book of 1 John that Antichrist doesn't necessarily mean, okay, this is the opposite of Christ. No, Antichrist simply means other than Christ, a, a foolish alternative 
for all that we have in Jesus. Well, that's what the devil wants to do. The devil just wants to sell you on someone other than Jesus, or he wants to take away an essential component of who Jesus is. Jesus Christ, God the Son, who became man, all God, all man, so that in my identity with him, I can be saved. So Jesus identified with me as a man so I could identify with him and his divinity and be saved for all of eternity. So it's important. Doctrine matters. And so I would encourage you, you know, bone up on your doctrine. Know what the Bible says and, wh- and why it's important. Certainly understand who Jesus is and don't allow the deceptions of a world that always wants to mess with the doctrine of Jesus to cause you to get sidetracked in your Christian life. So that's all we have uh, time for today, but we're going to jump into verse 9 tomorrow. Uh, One or two more episodes, we're going to be done with this book. So thanks for hanging on. Looking forward to seeing you next episode. God bless you, my friends. Thanks for taking time to listen. If Everyday Truth matters to you, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast or share it with a friend. Until next time, God bless.